This is Live on Purpose Radio, episode 492, Five Strategies for Effective Communication. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. And we are expanding your communication today with five strategies. Now, these strategies are important anytime you're communicating with humans. It may apply to other species as well. I've got a client who's a veterinary hospital in British Columbia, and uh, well, they communicate with other species occasionally. But this is intended for your marriage or for the workplace or for your leadership position, wherever it is that it's important to communicate effectively. Now, before I share the five strategies with you, um, I want to establish something about our brain. Our, our brain has a couple of jobs going on all of the time. And one of those jobs is to keep us safe. The other job is to prove us right about whatever it is we believe. I'm not going to be talking about that one today. But on the keeping us safe, understand that different parts of your brain do different things. Uh, do you know which part of your brain, for example, controls eyesight? or vision. Now, it surprises some people to learn that this is the occipital lobe, which is in the back of your head. If you put your hand right on the back of your head, you'll be right there in the occipital region of your brain. And that's where all visual information is stored. There's a little strip on top. It's about the size of your thumb, right in the center, one on the right, one on the left. This is called the motor cortex. And it controls all of your movements, large muscles, fine muscle movements, um, the, the motor of your body, basically. And I share this with you because you just need to understand different parts of your brain do different things. Well, there's another part located down near the brain stem. It's kind of on the interior of the brain, way on the inside, called the limbic system. Now, the limbic system is a structure or a family of structures really within the brain that has a number of responsibilities that, that primarily have to do with survival. So one of the things that the limbic system does is it reacts to threat. Now let's explore threat for just a minute. If, if you're out just walking through the forest or the hillside and suddenly you come across a big angry bear coming out from behind a tree, wants to rip your face off. What would happen to your heart? Start beating fast, right? Your breathing would get kind of rapid and shallow and, and you would feel some things. Well, this is because there's a surge of chemicals that are going through your body. Your limbic system in your brain picks up on the threat of the bear, and it, it sends a signal to different glands in your body. Now, glands are just little organelles that create and store chemicals. 
like adrenaline. Your adrenal gland creates and stores adrenaline. And then it just holds it there for you in case you need it. Here, made this for you. Let me know if you need some. And, and it's just sitting there waiting. Well, when the limbic system picks up on a threat, it sends a, a signal through your spinal cord down to the adrenal gland and other glands as well. But let's just use that as an example and says, hey, now's the time. Oh, okay, squirt. The, the adrenal gland, gland squirts that adrenaline right into your bloodstream. Now your heart pumps that blood through your body. It hits every organ in your body. When the adrenaline hits your heart, it causes it to speed up. When it hits your lungs, it causes them to start breathing a little faster, right? So this is the simple version of what's happening. You get a chemical infusion. Now, what are those chemicals for? They're to keep you safe. See, your brain loves you, doesn't want you to be bear chow. So it squirts these chemicals into your bloodstream to prepare your body to do one of two things, fight or flight. Either put up your dukes or get the heck out of there. Because if you don't, you're going to be bear chow. Now, this is important to understand for the first two strategies that I'm going to be sharing with you. Strategy number one for effective communication, don't be a bear. And what I mean here is that you don't show up in that interaction snarling or in a threatening manner. If you do that, you will trigger the fight or flight response from the limbic system of whoever it is that you're communicating with. What if it's your children or your spouse? How many of you are married to a bear? Now, don't answer that too quickly, okay? Calm down. You're, you are not married to a bear. If you're married, you are married to a human that you love and you chose on purpose to spend your life with. Then why are we fighting or trying to run away? See, the fight or flight response is because of a perceived threat. And if you're showing up as a bear, you can expect for people to get into their fight or flight mode. So don't be a bear. You with me? Here's strategy number two. Don't see a bear. Now, if you're trying to take notes, don't worry about that. I'll send you a free PDF copy of all five of these strategies. Just uh, go to liveonpurposeradio.com. Remember the name of the podcast, liveonpurposeradio.com forward slash communication. You got it? And I'll just send you a PDF copy so that you'll have this. You can print it out. You can post it somewhere. Strategy number two, don't see a bear. Now, I don't care how that other person is showing up. They might be snarling. They might be baring their teeth. I don't know. You don't control whether they show up as a bear. But strategy number two is, regardless of what they're doing, don't see a bear. You know, when I was a little kid, I had a, a cat that came into our yard. I was probably five years old, five or six years old. I, I remember I was in kindergarten at the time. And I'm going to defend this house, right? This is a stray cat out in our, our yard. And so I go out there with a the stick and I'm going to chase the cat off. And instead of chasing it off, I got it cornered between two tomato cages on the south side of the house. And here it is cornered. 
and I'm waving my stick. Oh, you cat, get out of here. Right. And it's feeling threatened. So I'm showing up as a bear. Well, what's the cat going to do? It's going to go into fight or flight mode. It couldn't flee because I had it cornered. So it fought. It jumped on me and bit my leg. I still have a scar on my thigh from this cat that bit me when I was five years old. Now, is that cat a bear? No, but it's going to react in, in a way that because and am I a bear? No, but I represented a bear to that cat. Do you see what I'm saying? So don't be a bear. That's strategy number one. Don't see a bear. That's strategy number two. Even if they're snarling. And here's something that'll help with that. Assume positive intent. Just start from that. Assume that people are basically good and that they want good things for you as well. This will help you to not see them as a bear. This is important because if you see them as a bear, you're going to go into your fight or flight mode. You with me? All right. There's the first two strategies. Now, before I share the next three with you, let me just give you a quick rundown of a communication model. Every communication has a sender and a receiver. This is true in radio and television. It's true between two people who are talking. There's a sender where the message originates and a receiver where the message goes to. Now, before the sender can send the message, it has to be encoded. All right? So encoding is a process where we take the message from our head and we put it into some kind of a code so that we can transmit it to the receiver. That code is typically language. For this podcast today, the code that I chose is English. Are you glad? Because you're listening in English as well. And that's on the other side, on the receiver's end, that code has to be decoded before the receiver can receive it. All right, so we've got encoding on the sender side, we've got decoding on the receiver side, and before it gets there, it has to go through this whole cloud of noise. Noise could be physical, actual noise, a jackhammer, a, a loud stereo blaring, the television is on loudly, or whatever. Okay, so that's the noise, and noise always interferes with the signal going from the sender to the receiver. Uh, so if you can picture this model, let's say that the sender has message A in mind, but because of problems with encoding and all of the noise in between and problems with decoding, the receiver hears B, not A. Well, this is a problem because the receiver is going to react to B, not A. Whatever they receive is what they're going to react to and respond to. So you can see that there's a lot of problems. And with everything that could go wrong, it's amazing that we can communicate in the first place. So here's strategy number three. Eliminate or at least reduce the noise. Let's try to get past the noise. Oh, and, and noise, I said it can be physical noise, right? But it can also be mental noise. It could be everything that you're thinking while somebody else is trying to talk to you. And you're not really listening. You're just kind of waiting for your chance to jump in. 
or it could be history or gender or culture or tradition or whatever it is that creates noise in your own head. It might be external, it might be internal. Okay, so strategy number three, reduce or eliminate the noise. Here's strategy number four. Listen to understand. Now, the letters in the word listen are exactly the same as the letters in the word silent. That's probably a coincidence, but it's kind of a helpful one because we need to be silent. Get rid of the noise as much as possible. Some people are silent, but they're not really listening because instead of listening to understand, they're listening to respond or rebut or debate, or they're just thinking up their response, waiting for a lull in the conversation so they can jump in. They're not really listening. So the goal is to understand. Now, when I'm coaching couples, particularly, and I'm teaching them this communication model, usually we have to get past the need to agree Okay, so understanding and agreeing are not the same thing. Don't worry about that at this point. Your goal is simply to understand. We want to make sure that A equals A, so that what's being communicated is actually what is heard. And there's some strategies that you can use to, to practice this, but that, that is number four. Listen to understand. And now finally, strategy number five. Express to be understood. So if you're on the sender end, and notice that they're in this order, okay? So number four is listen to understand. You're going to take the listener position first. Just assume that it's not your turn to express until you've taken the time to listen and understand. In fact, if you'll do this, this, this will power up Every communication that you have, if you will assume that you're the listener and put your own need to be understood on a shelf for a minute, just postpone that until you are certain that the person you're communicating with feels understood. That's number four. Okay, so number five is expressed to be understood. Notice it's the same goal. We're not working for agreement. And, and I didn't say express to persuade or express to convince or express to rebut or debate or contest whatever it is that they said. No, it's not time for that. It's simply to be understood. So check your body language. Remember, first, don't be a bear. All right. If you're snarling, you're not expressing to be understood. You're just creating a threat and they're going to try to run away or fight. So watch your face, watch your tone of voice, check your language, make sure you choose one that they speak fluently, for example. Okay, now that's kind of a silly example, perhaps, but sometimes we're speaking in language or terms that are not easily understood by others. Our goal here is to be understood. So strategy number five, express to be understood. Did you get something from those five strategies? If you're looking for a coach to help you with this, come check it out at liveonpurpureradio.com forward slash help. We got all kinds of help available for you through our coaching platform at Live On Purpose Central. Take these five strategies and see where you can apply them immediately 
in the next communication that you have. I would love to know how that goes for you. Remember, if you want that free PDF, liveonpurposeradio.com forward slash communication. And I'll put it right in your inbox. You guys are awesome. See you on the next episode. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it. And leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose.